everyone. We're back. Welcome to another fine edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and calm, collected, professional journalist, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man not quite as calm, certainly not very professional. I present to you my own personal D-make, the Brent. See, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I knew you were going to get the low-hanging fruit. That's right. How can a man of your height pick fruit so low? Listen, I squat a lot. That's, That's why. So, if you joined us two weeks ago, we spun the wheel. We made the incredible deal. And Brent, this week, oh boy, was I excited about this one. <laughs> we're going to be looking at, bam... D makes gaming yes. devolve. Ah. That's right, Britt. The the fun field world of D makes. Now, explain to the people out there who aren't in the loop what is a D make. Anytime you have a piece of popular software, uh, uh, people want to play it on older and older systems. At least there's a group of people that want to do this. So you will see people take popular titles or not so popular titles and put them on systems they were never meant to be on. This usually means uh, going from 3D to 2D graphics, uh, or from, you know, 64-bit to 8-bit sort of affair. Yeah. And it's a fun little subgenre of of gaming. Uh, some are so good that, like, they surpass what anyone would have thought was possible for the system or for the game itself. I had a look at a few of them this week that I was like, man, this is too good to be a, considered a D-make. This is just a remake in a different style. I think part of a D-make is you have, the game has to to fit the era that it was made in. And a lot of these people were just making stuff that was incredible. Well, when this rolled up on the wheel, I think I voiced my displeasure. Because I'm, I'm familiar enough with D-makes to not be interested in them. Uh, and I was not looking forward to this. However, I will say there has been some exciting work in this area, and some games that uh, have been, like you mentioned, ported to systems that would never have had right. uh, the original game appear. Usually because the original game didn't exist. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's no physical way you could actually uh, find out, you know, get it to work on there. Now, with all that said, I struggled mightily. And I know you did, too, to find a game to play this week. I'm going to go over a couple of the ones that I looked at uh, that I ultimately vetoed. The first one I looked at was called Super Smash Land. Super Smash Land, I, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, Super Smash Brothers on the Game Boy. Yeah. Now, this might be kind of cool. I like what they did there. Well, no. It's in the Game Boy style yes. on the PC. And I thought, you know, even though this does look pretty good. By the way, I hate Super Smash Brothers, too. That didn't help. But I thought, this looks pretty good, but I can hear... I could hear the voice of the Brent echoing in my head, no, bad. Well, so I was like, okay. And, and, and the, I think that is, uh, personally, personally, I don't see that as a D-make. Yeah. I think that is just remaking a game in a different style. Yeah. Then I looked at, uh, I'd heard about this one from back in the day, Halo on the Atari 2600, Halo. Yeah, same deal. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Halo fan either. So I thought to myself, well, heck, let's have a look at this Halo on the 2600. You know, go... What are the odds? Well, it doesn't look that great to me. I'll be honest with you. I was just like, eh. I mean, it just looked like something I'd want to play. Uh, it might be, it might be super awesome. I don't know, but it, I didn't, it didn't do it for me. So I, I didn't pick that one either. Uh, and ultimately, uh, after just milling around, I just really, I went through a bunch of stuff. And I, I mean, you could, when you think about D, make stuff like Tiny Gal, like had Tiny Space Bears on the Amiga, you could put in that category, stuff like that, where they sort of kind of poured them over, but they're, it's in black and white or whatever. But I wanted to try to make... I wanted to, My goal was to find a D-Make that I wanted to play. I mean, that I was, like, excited to play. Right. And I did find one, but it took a lot of digging. So much digging you that definitely I... definitely sort of found one. It took me an extra... Seriously, this is, a, this is a shoot. It took me an extra day of searching to find the game I was going to play. Normally, I've got them earlier <clears> than Wednesday, but this week it took a long time. Well, let me tell you about the D-Make I wanted to play. Yeah. I searched... Literally eight straight hours trying to find this particular D-Make. I enlisted the help of the internet. The internet uh, uh, put forth a valiant effort, but was unable. We we, we the found the story. We found the story of how this D-Make happened. Yeah. But they were unable to find the actual piece of software. City of Heroes D-Make. 
Oh. It was a City of Heroes game for the Atari 2600. No kidding. Now, what this was... Now, this... this I, I will try to be brief, but this is a story worth telling. Aaron, do you remember back in the day when we played City of Heroes on the uh, Virtue server, yeah. right? There was a man named Ascension. And you that name might not ring a bell, but some of his antics almost certainly did. Uh, he was the guy that would stand at the payphones at different parts of the city, and it would he would have this huge script written like he was talking to his business partner or his lawyer or uh, other heroes. And you could only hear his side of the conversation, but it was hilarious. No, I never it, heard of this Oh, guy. my gosh. Hilarious. <clears throat> he made his own... Because Virtue for the City Heroes was the closest thing to a role-playing server there was. And it was very vague. But he really took it to the next level. So much so that he uh, produced his own uh, 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 brand of cereal, right? Ascensionos. And it was uh, to, to kind of play off the power-up system, the enhancement system of, of the game. And one of his things... At least this is theorized where this teammate came from. One of his things was he was launch- he uh, uh, got in bed with a video game manufacturer who said, "Listen, we're gonna make you. We're gonna make a video game about you, and we're gonna. It's gonna be the best thing ever, right?" And he played it up in the forums and he played it up in the game because this dude was a big deal. I, I, I'm sorry you hadn't heard of him, but he was actually a big deal. And uh, the beta of this game was leaked and it turned out it was a, it was a a D-make Atari 2600 port of City of Heroes. It was fantastic in its horribleness. So was it a real game and real life? Yes, it was a real thing you could pick up and play and we I played it. I yeah. played it back, this was back in 2007 or 2008. Yeah. Uh and it got a little bit of traction but it didn't get all, nearly as much Was it an traction. actual game? Yes. I mean, what, what did I what just did you, say? But what did, I thought it sounded like maybe it was just an amusing, no, wacky no, demo. He, no, you could physically load this up and play it. Yeah, what did you do in it? Uh, it was, it was, you had four power slots at the bottom, yeah. right? And it was a, a flip screen style game where you ran your little guy across and the customization was like you could change colors of the guy or whatever. And you uh, would fight people and you would earn, you could pick up power-ups like I-beams, flight. Yeah. And I remember that you held up on the controller and hit the button, and that's how you cycle through your powers, and then you use the button, because it was a one-button game, to use the powers. And it was, it was just, uh, you know, you went through, you fought some enemies, and then you saved someone at the end, and you brought her back to the first screen, and that was the game. It was yeah. just a simple little thing. <laughs> but it was awesome because it captured the spirit of City Heroes, mm. which I think is very important. Uh, unfortunately, Ascension uh, 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 passed away oh, geez. Uh, from an illness a couple years later. He's actually honored in some of the beta ser- or some of the uh, private servers that are out there because he was such a big deal. He was a really incredible character. Um, but... We could not find that, so I had to go a different route. But it shows you it was a D-make in the spirit of the game, and that's going to be important later on. Keep that in mind. By the way, if you're listening to this, if you know where to get this game, contact your boy. Oh, my gosh. If you actually could find this. I don't know the name of it. Uh, it, It was in the style of Atari 2600 graphics, but it wasn't actually ran on the Atari 2600. It ran off off of a... A uh, shock or a okay, job. That would explain that sort that, of thing. That's where I was confused. But, um, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. It, it, if you happen to know where that is, please find me. Because many people are looking for it now. With all that said, yes, it was our job to try to find something to play on this D-Make episode. Yes. And so, uh, I'll lead the dance this week with my choice. So, again, I struggled mightily. I've heard that. And I came across this game. Don't ask me how. But I was like, wait a minute, hold the phone. This sounds like something I'll be interested in. And it was. And the game I ended up choosing was Mirror's Edge 2D. 2D, Brent. Now, yeah. you'll recall we covered Mirror's Edge 
uh, long ago. I can't yes. even recall what the episode was. It was a 360 episode or something. We covered Mirror's Edge long ago, which is a real interesting sort of a free-running game where you with a kind of a dystopian future uh, where you play a uh, a lady who's like basically almost like a messenger, an information broker uh, in the future. It's a real, I mean, a cutting-edge game at the time and was uh, underappreciated in its day. It was followed up Somewhere. by uh, it was followed up by a lackluster sequel, uh, and then it's sort of fallen off the earth. You don't hear much about uh, Mirror's Edge anymore. What was that? What was it? Female for, protagonist. Yeah, yeah. it was it, uh, episode one eighty seven. For anyone who wants to go look back. So with all that said, I thought you know I loved Mirror's Edge as I, Brent did too. I loved it a lot more than you. And did. so well, you don't know how much I love something. I've got I, buckets of love, tons of them. I'm giving have, it out. I have the Mirror's Edge messenger bag from oh. the collector's edition. Still, my son has tried to take it several times, and I've told him no. You still can't measure someone's love by the mere presence of a bag. That's anyway, odd. I feel like uh, I did. So, so this is the weird thing about this. Uh, uh, Mirror's Edge was released by EA, as yes. you know, and EA actually had a hand in Mirror's Edge 2D. This is sort of like they were on board. They helped get this thing uh, out there. If you can believe it, I was stunned to hear that. So, how do you play this? Well, this is a, a flash game. Uh, so this is a this is a, and you can still find this to play if you look around. I found several different versions to play, which we'll get into. Uh, but there, it's still around, despite the fact that Flash has sort of gone bye bye. Yeah. But this was a Flash game released for browsers in 2009. That mm-hmm. was stunning to me, just because how old that is. Uh, and developed by this th- uh, outfit called Born Games, the programmer. Uh, gameplay, level design, all done by a guy named Brad Bourne. Now, I didn't know much about Brad Bourne. I still don't, but there was one thing Brad Bourne was no, or Bo, Brad, yeah, Brad Bourne with an E, like the Bourne identity. One thing he was known for was this game, set of games called the Fancy Pants Adventures. Yes. Now, I was not a big Flash game guy back in the day, right? However, apparently Fancy Pants Adventures, the adventures were a big deal in Flash. In fact, some people said... These were the ultimate Flash games. Were you yeah. familiar with these fancy I know of adventures? Them. Yeah, I know of them, yes. He also worked on a game uh, called Nefarious and uh, a game called Shift 3. I think these were all uh, Flash games. This guy was like a Flash guy. In fact, I, re- I saw an article where he mentioned, like, they were uh, lamenting the death of Flash, you know, effectively. So, because you've got to think, if you're someone that was a Flash programmer, it was a real big deal when they when they got rid of Flash. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, when we know why they did it. Uh, so... Uh, this had a few uh, assets from the actual Mirror's Edge in it, uh, including the, the digitized sort of grunts and groans oh, of the lead character. Okay, yeah. uh, there were a few guys that helped out on this thing. Uh, the background art was from uh, Mike Swain and Mike Casto, the character animation from Mike Miller. And there's a cinematic at the very end uh, that was uh, put together by Tommy Levi Marinos. Uh, so this was a this wasn't a one man show, but it was close. So what is Mirror's Edge 2D? Well, if you're familiar with Mirror's Edge 3D, guess what? Newsflash: Mirror's Edge was in 3D. Uh, and so what makes this game interesting is this is the same sort of gameplay style, but it's it's uh, shot from the side as if it was a, a 2D like uh you know multi multi scrolling side like jumping yeah. and platforming game it's a 2D runner it's funny because when mirror's edge was out the brand and you know this people often people that had trouble with that game often mentioned how that game was not that the 3D uh gameplay was the the gameplay elements of the game were not made custom made for 3D and which they weren't wrong uh, but, I mean, I thought they pulled it off great. But some people, you know, especially when the, the concept was announced, they weren't buying it. Because it seemed like it would be really tough to do in 3D, and it was. It was done well. But, I mean, yeah. it was a no easy feat. Well, it was first-person perspective. That was very yeah. uh, uh, unique. It was gutsy. If, if, unique. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this one, from the 2D, uh, captures a lot of the spirit of the game. Now, there's not a, what I would call a riveting storyline behind this. Uh, when you start the level, you're sort of confronted with some text, and but basically, it's basically kind of giving you the idea of what to do in the game. 
it's funny how many of the moves uh, from the original game sort of make it over to this 2D version. Yeah. So the the first there there are several levels this game. The first level is like uh, on sort of like the, the the original game. It's on rooftops. Yeah, your classic city. And what you're running through. Now, what you're collecting, basically, as far as I can tell, were like clues or like evidence. Uh, as you go through the game, there are these little like uh, red uh, shapes that you run over and collect. And your your goal is to collect all these on the level. Now, uh, you can play this game a couple different ways. It's a lot like the original. The original game, you could play to solve the adventure and get to the game. But you, a lot of people just played the speedrunning portions of it. And this game has a speedrunning, or had, I don't know if they're still around, but they had a speedrunning community built up around it. So you could run through this game as fast as you can to try to get the fastest time to go through the game. I found complete playthroughs of this game uh, that, that just ran through it without collecting any of the stuff. And would, they would get through it in like, I don't like five minutes or something, some really low number. I mean, it could go. But if you actually go in there and try to collect all the evidence and stuff, this is a this game is no easy task, and it's not something you're going to do in like ten minutes it's either. It's deep. It's deep. It's pretty deep. Uh, so what can you do? Well, uh, you can obviously jump, run. You can swing from pipes. You can swing from these like rings that are hanging around. Uh, you, there are zip cords you can run down. You can you can literally cl- take a couple steps up a wall. You can jump back and forth between walls to gain height. You can slide under stuff. I mean, you can slide down stuff. They really captured a lot of what, and it's all basically done with your with your uh, cursor keys and, and a button. I mean, one effectively. Button. Yeah, it's a one button deal. And it's amazing to me, and I mentioned, I didn't mention, you could also run sideways across walls, mm-hmm. which is oh, cool. Some walls. Some walls. And uh, and they're much like in the other game, you can sort of tell the ones you can do it on. They do a good job of letting you know what's happening here. The first level is pretty much you just run around the city. There's not anyone uh, after you. Uh, and on later levels, you get into positions where, much like in the original game, you're trying to avoid the gaze of guards. You try to get through without getting 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 hit. Uh, and then you eventually, I mean, there you go in, there's hidden areas. You're dropping down through skylights and running through buildings, which is something else you used to do in the old game. So believe it or not, in a game like this, this 2D, you're going through buildings and there's not they're not even cut away. I mean, there'll be a window in there, but it doesn't like hollow the building. It's sort yeah. of it's actually pretty well done, isn't it, the the brand? Well, I I'll I'll go over my experience okay, with the fine. game at the end because we had a slightly different experience. Yeah, so when I, I put this up on the disc after I found it, and I was like, here you go, guys. And what I linked up in the Discord was the beta, which I found out. Well, I didn't know because I, I was trying to find a way somebody could play it. And so uh, the beta was just the first level, and that's and that was An it. Incomplete first And level. it wasn't even all there, yeah. And so I had to go back uh, and find the the real thing to play. I actually downloaded this. That, it, that was not, that's not the way to do this. You can play this. We'll link it up to a full version you can play on, in a browser so you don't have to go through the rigmarole that, that I had to go through. Uh, but and the first level is the it's it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not it's not as feature packed as some of the other levels have. Uh, the levels including going down underground and going down to city level, uh, and it's it's uh, it's uh, very interesting the way they've got it set up. But the main the main thrust of the game is how would a game like Mirror's Edge work in two D? And I thought it worked pretty well. Now. Much like Mirror's Edge, this is a game that you're going to have to kind of get in bed with. You've got to take, take, spend some time working on the moves. But to, I had to spend quite a bit of time. For example, running up walls, straight up walls. It's not the easiest thing to do because while you're jumping, you have to hold up. And then once you hit up, you only get a couple steps. So you've got to, you've got to master that. And you have to master that one early. And then you have to master jumping back and forth between building ledges. Stuff like grabbing hold of, of pipes, they sort of do that automatically, so it's not as tough, you know, but there's still, there's a lot, there's a, a learning curve there. Just like sliding under stuff, there's a timing to it that you have to adapt to. Yeah. To run a, across ribbons or across the wall, you have to, there's a there's a, a, a timing. It's exactly, really, they captured the original game, the feel, quite a bit, I thought, 
in the way in the way that that works. And I was pleased to see that. Uh, overall, uh, to be honest with you, I was I was surprised how much I enjoyed this. Really, I didn't even plan on picking this one right away. And to, but after I played it the first time, I was like, yeah, this has got to be the one because this is actually fun. And it actually sort of also answers some questions that I had in my head when I played Mirror's Edge. Like, I wonder how this would work as a traditional platformer. And I guess the answer uh, is it works well. Now, with all that said, this is a F- Adobe Flash game. And so the, uh, the pitfalls of, and limitations of Flash are in play here. This is not a, a what I would call the best looking game. It looks okay, you know, but it's not. It looks like a flash game. It looks like a, a pretty good flash game. Uh, they got the motion down pretty well, you know. But it's, I mean, again, this could be done in a on a even a not a, like a, even something like a Turbo Graphics could probably do a decent job at a game like this. I think it could if they wanted to. What do you think the minimum requirements to make a game like this better? Uh, Super Nintendo. Okay, that's fine. Super Nintendo could do it. I, w- I would agree with that. And, and I think this would work well in, in that uh, area. I think certainly something like the Amiga could have a decent shot at it. Yeah. And I think that, oh yeah, I think it could. I don't uh, think or the it Genesis. So, but yeah, so, but I mean, this is a Flash game. So I, I don't want you to think to yourself, my God, this is going to be a graphical tour de force or the animation is going to be fluid. It's the animation not, is fluid. It's fluid, but it's still it, the frame rate and stuff is flashy. That's my. That's what I'm saying. It, and it just looks. It has that look that Flash gives you. Is my point. So there's that aspect to it. Uh, again, it's not the longest game. If you're if you're speed running, you can run through this thing quick. If you're not, if you're doing like I, me and just trying to get through, you know, it's gonna take you a while. <laughs> but that just getting all the stuff on the first level. Like there's stuff everywhere. And this isn't the kind of game that if you want to get all the stuff that you can just run through. You're backtracking. You're going way back, way up to places you didn't know you could go. You're, there's all kinds of secret areas. There are areas that require you to jump in a different spot than you normally would to get off the slide, to get to different areas that you didn't know were there. So it takes it's going to take a lot of scouting, you know, looking around. Uh, but I found it a very uh, uh, enjoyable uh, game. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this, Brent. What did you think? Yeah, well, uh, first things first. I only played the beta of this game. Oh, you didn't try the other uh, ones? No, because I, 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 Aaron stated in, in the Discord that the game has an ending. Because someone asked. It does, and I, I watched the video. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to play through this. And I, I, I played through it, and on the beta, you get to where you would transition to the next level, and it just brings you back to the beginning. Yeah. So I I went in completely blind. I didn't know. I didn't look at videos first or anything. I thought, okay, maybe I have to collect everything before it's going to let me go on. So I collected everything. Still, same thing. Just warped me back to the beginning. I was like, okay, maybe because I know Mirror's Edge had that speed running element. Maybe I need to to get through this level as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I was running it, and I was running it about seventy eight seconds. Seventy eight seconds. I was like. Okay, I know I can get this lower because obviously the game's not letting me go on. Let's see. I think I can get this in under a minute. So I did. I I, I beat the beta level. I had it under a minute. Wow! And I it still didn't. That's let great me move for the on. first week of play. That's real good. <clears throat> so I eventually called Aaron. I was like, "Okay, uh, what the heck's going on? How do you beat this?" And you're like, "It's like there's an ending. It's like you just like all three levels are like." Three levels? What are you talking about? There's one level. That's when we discovered I was playing the beta, and he was yeah. The and real I thing. will I will say just to chime in, when I found this game and I put it on Discord so everybody could play it, I did not know what I had found was just the beta. Yeah, and I didn't know, and I just got lucky and ended up going and getting the actual game. Otherwise, because I thought I'm going to keep this around. Otherwise, I'd have been burned. So, so yes, that's my bad. That's so, my bad. <coughs> What what does the beta offer? And I, I did at least watch videos of some of the other the other things once I realized it existed. This is first of all, this is professionally done. Yeah, uh, and, and that makes a huge difference. You can tell that if nothing else, this had EA's uh, 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 team directing the flow, and they took the best guy in Flash to do it. I'll right, say that. Um, and. Because of that, you have the most important parts 
of Mirror's Edge well represented. You have the speed. You have the fluent animations. You can chain moves together to where it feels really good. You have the collecting element, which is uh, the little symbols. There's usually like 200 per board. Uh, and those are kind of like more, those are less, oh, you've got to collect all these to be cool. And it, those are more, here's sort of a pathway you can go. It kind of hints things that you might not think you can do that you can do. And then you've got the messenger bags, which was actually part of the, the, the full game. Uh, and <clears throat> for, the, for the full release, you also have folders, uh, which that's your Intel type stuff. Yeah. The uh, messenger bags, just like in the full game, are, are hidden. Uh, you, you might see one hanging around, but you have to figure out how to get to it. Yes. And it, it's a fun, puzzly aspect to figure it out. Um, but at its core, what makes this fun, especially if you enjoy the original Mirror's Edge, is the, the running aspect of it. The levels are well thought out. Now, they don't make sense. You've got pipes hanging from magical ropes, and it only gets worse the farther you get into the game. But for a level layout, it's good. Uh, the transitions and stuff, the skills, the transitions between skills, between having to time a precise long jump, to slide under something, to start uh, wall jumping back and forth to get height, to get to the next set. It's all there, and it's all on beautiful display. It was a joy. The whole reason why I didn't mind Aaron screwing me was otherwise <laughs> I would have not played the first, the beta, uh, to the extent that I did, and I wouldn't have gotten to enjoy the learning, the speed, the speed running routes the way that I did. And I, I know I can go faster. Um, I will say, under a minute, that's pretty impressive for that level. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, it, oh, it also, the, the full version, goes the extra mile to, to have runner's vision, which means to mark uh, important jumps or, or skylights you can go down in red, which is a nice touch because that, they had that in the original game. Yeah. Um, is this a demake? Absolutely. This is a professional demake. Yay. However, you've taken a console game and put it on a computer. Uh, and, and that's something that needs to be... I mean, yes, I know this also came out on PC. I was going to say. But, uh, this, this, this is real close to just being a remake. In fact... It's not a remake. You Don't could, give me that. You could argue that this was a remake. If you're not dumb, a remake. How could you get that? Uh, but they had the elements there. They had um, the, the feel, the flow, and they recreated it in something that it wasn't. My And I guess you could say you couldn't do the original Mirror's Edge in Flash. That's right. Flash is a platform. And I, I guess if you really... Are you going to argue that, some, that that's such a little... If you really bend it, that gets you there. Are you nuts? But here's the important thing. This was fun to play. You can sit down and spend an hour with the beta and do everything, uh, or you can spend 10 minutes with the beta and get your fill. Yeah. It really depends on how much you want to commit to it. Had you heard of this before I found it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, rats. Because this came out the same... This was used as advertisement had you for played Mirror's it? Edge. Yes. Okay, well, with all no, that... No, 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 oh. no, I had not played this. I no, think sorry. this one, I'd never heard of it or played it, and I love Mirror's Edge. I'm going to say it. I think this is your hidden gem. I love this game. I think it's oh, fun. Oh, no, it's not that Oh, good. yeah. I think it's great. Oh, it is great. And I think it's a hidden gem. I don't think people know about this because of Flash and because it's so old. I never knew about it, and I loved Mirror's Edge. So there you go. This was pushed. This was pushed around the same time as the game. Well, I, if you're a Mirror's Edge fan or a Free Runner fan, or just want to try something that's different, because there's not that many. There's a Free Runner game on the Dreamcast I played that was 2D like this, but there aren't that many games like this. Yeah, there's not a ton, but they're out there. And I don't think there are many that are done and, as well, well. And with the advent of the cell phone, there are now hundreds of these things. But this is done. 
better, arguably better than than most of the other runner games out there. There you go. I'll take that as a win. We did get some reviews. Thank you, everybody. Uh, let's start off with uh, Pajaco6502, who writes, uh, The console Mirror's Edge is fantastic and was sadly massively underrated when it came out. So much so that due to poor sales, EA canned the J2ME version before it was completed, and Mirror's Edge 2D, if memory serves correctly, is not a million miles off the J2ME. Yeah. I didn't know about that either. Yeah, we've actually talked about that before. Good tip. Uh, it feels a little clunky at first, but once you loop around the map a couple of times, everything becomes second nature and reflex starts to kick in. I found a couple of the last items a bit tricky to find, and the first bag was actually a, a, a real so-and-so to get. I managed to collect all the items, but didn't seem to be able to complete the game, but it's still fun and very playable. Yeah, that's on me, uh, Pajaco. The only thing I found that broke the flow a little was that sometimes the sprite collision with swing hooks was a bit hit and miss, but other than that, yeah, this is a solid game, and for free, it's even better. This would easily work on a 16-bit, maybe even some 8-bit systems, and I really feel that something like this needs to be made into a full game. It's great and free, and you have no excuse not to play it. There you go, Brent. So that's what I brought to the table. What did you bring around this week? I Mike? brought a, without a doubt, you can't deny it, D-Make. You can't deny mine's a D-Make either. Stop and, trying to play that card. And I chose Super 3D Portal 6 for the Atari 2600. Yeah, yeah, you did. This took the game of Portal, uh, Val's uh, 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 little blessing of, of Portal uh, puzzle gameplay, and someone said, you know what? I need to be able to play that on the Atari 2600, and they made it happen. This was uh, designed, I don't have his actual name, but his board name uh, on his, on the forums is Hinchy. Hinchy, yeah. And he is responsible for getting this done. This is, Aaron, a, a, a feature-packed port of Portal. All right. Uh, you have two portal gameplay because one portal gameplay wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, you, one portal. Yeah, that would be kind of a quick game. You have a eight-way aiming feature. Yeah. You have jumping and platforming. Yeah. Uh, intentional glitches. When you put that as part of your game it's description, a, it's a feature. <laughs> and two D, despite the name being three Super Three D Portal Six. Uh, this was actually made, uh, at, they were running a contest of, uh, D-makes, and this was part of that contest, so this was something that was made in a hurry, uh, I, it wasn't one of the 48-hour type game jams, but it was close, uh, this, the, uh, has a few claims to fame, claim to fame number one, this is an Atari ROM. You can load this up on an Atari emulator, or if you could find a way to get it onto a cartridge. Harmony card, no and, problem. And, and, and play this on actual hardware. So that, that's thing number one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, thing number two, this uses two Atari controllers. Yeah, that was, I'm much like mm -hmm. Lobsterminator mentioned, and I, I skipped right over that in your description. So for the longest time, I was absolutely, I couldn't do anything. I was baffled. And the way that the controls work is joystick one moves you left and right, jumps, and fires uh, the red portal. Joystick two aims. And your, your, your guy in this is an arrow. It, the, the, they went all out on, on the animation. On yeah. That. It's literally an arrow pointing... Uh, one of the eight directions. Uh, so your the other joystick, all it does is rotates where that arrow is pointing, and to allow and shoots the other portal. You step into one portal, you come out the other portal. This game has six stages um, of varying quality, and you have a you have to use your portals to. Uh, uh, successfully navigate to a dot located somewhere on the map rather elsewhere from where you start. Um, this got a surprising amount of buzz, okay, when it came out. It had 
many, many, many magazine articles about it. It had, it has tons of speed runs on different categories. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, 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 a lot of, I don't want to say unearned buzz because they did something and the something did do something, but the game is incredibly basic from a port to portal, a portal port. Yeah. Uh, This, does it have two portals that when you walk through, you maintain your moment, well, not really momentum, but you maintain your, I guess it is momentum. When you walk in one portal, you come out the other portal going the same direction as you came in. At the same speed. But not, no, it's not really well, I mean, the that's same what, speed. No, I'm talking about the, that's what in the game, that's the original game. Right. So it kind of emulates that. Uh, the author talked about how that was more difficult than they were planning to do. And actually, this game has had many revisions throughout the year. So depending on which one you get, uh, that will have actually be improved along the way. The main problem with this, Aaron. Now, is this a portal game? It has portals in it. It has portals in it. That's right. So, yes. No. Because Portal, the game, is so much more than what is elemented here. I think this has the bones of something wonderful. I think this has the very basic gameplay of something that is stellar. What I don't think it has, though, is I don't think it has the spirit of the game. It doesn't have the complexity of level design, and it doesn't have the feel of the original Porter game. And I think that is incredibly important to a D-mate. You don't have to get all, you don't have to get everything right, but you have to at least get the feel of the game that you're D-making. And I, I, I don't think this does it. I think that if the boards were more uh, uh, complex, and not even, complex is the wrong word. Puzzly. It needs to be more puzzly. Yeah. Because there are some levels that you don't even need the portal. Yeah. And, and that, is, that is outlandishly confusing to me. Uh, the reason why he mentions that there are intentional glitches is because Portal, the actual Valve made Portal, is a glitchy mess, and speedrunners use those glitches all the time to do amazing things. And the author wanted to at least harness that. So from a speedrunning perspective, this is probably a lot more like Portal than how most people play Portal. Um, But for me, lacking the puzzle element, or at least the precision Portal placement, I think... That's important, and for most of the levels, I don't think that was on display here. What do you think? Well, just a few things. When I was coming up with video to show during the show here, you were talking about the speed runs. It's, yeah. There's tons of people that did speed runs on this, and they're yes. so short that yeah. I just I couldn't even use They're like a, less than a minute. They're like, they're ultra short going through the entire game. So, And, and the thing is... Are you going to beat this in less than a minute? Probably not. But are you going to beat it in less than five minutes? Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> you want any trouble. Once you, you understand that you use two controllers. controllers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. It, you could not have released this on the 2600 back in the day in its current state. However, if you'd added a bunch more levels or a random element or something, then you absolutely probably yes. could have released it. Yeah. Because it's not... Listen, we had uh, virtual tic-tac-toe <laughs> and virtual Rubik's Cube. The so, elements yeah. of a good game are here. Yeah. So so you could actually... This is something that, given more jack, you could have re- released this on another... on a, Like, as an Atari game. As yes. it stands now... I mean, listen, I'm sure there were Atari games released that were worse than this. But, I mean, this would have been, I would have been let down. Yeah. Uh, with all that said, it's an interesting concept, you know, the portal concept uh, it, it, on the 2600. I'm not going to fault the guy, especially if they threw it together quick. And the fact that speedrunners have been blowing this thing away, it does amuse me. Much yeah. like my game, it's funny that we ended up picking two games that have a speedrunning community behind them. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know how much quicker they could do this in the speedrunning community. I don't know how you could cut, because, I mean... I'm sure there's a ceiling here. There's well, not as much yeah. room for creativity well, they, on this they, game. They glitched the heck out of it. Yeah. Uh, the the video, if you're watching it at, at home, 
uh, is the compilation of beating it without glitches, uh, beating it with uh, uh, one uh, with just portal glitches, and then out of bounds glitches. And, and the speed runs just get increasingly faster. And yeah, because faster. I guess there's a way you could put the portal like in certain spots on the board, and it will, your arrow will end up in the solid area, and it gets kind of shoved out. Yeah, which and, is the, and that's how the original game was. And so you so you can kind of cheat like that. So uh, is this a demake? Yeah, I mean it really isn't. I mean really, if the two games we played today, this is less of a demake than what I made because this is nothing. This has zero to do with portal, like you mentioned. Except for the fact that I mean, you are making portals. Yeah. So, but you could call it portal, but you could have called this maze teleporter. You could have called this uh, well, night. You could have called this night crawlers uh, nightmare. You could have called it anything that involved teleporting or portals. But but it's got zero to do with the original game portal. And so, as a D make, I, I have to get say that this is questionable. But I'm not gonna. No. I'm not gonna hold your feet to the fire <laughs> like you would if it was me that put this forward. Because it's just like saying the Halo for twenty six hundred is that a, is that a remake of the original Halo? Well, no, it's not. It's a whole other thing. We both can agree on that. We both tried that one, uh, you know. Uh, but with all that, it's just like we could also say Doom on the TI calculator. Is that Doom? You know, eh, kinda. You know. Well, here's the thing: the farther you go back in technology, the more wiggle room you have to be you have to allow it to be considered a remake. Because you can't have uh, voices of GLaDOS in the, the 2600. No. You can't have the animations of going through the portal sticking halfway through on the 2600. That's just not going to happen. So this did this demade as well as it could for the uh, uh, technology it was demaking too. Yeah, well, I mean, it, there you go. Now, Aaron, I want to I bring up something to you. Yeah. All right. First of all, like I said, this had tons of reviews. Yeah. This had tons uh, of mentions in gaming sites all throughout 2008. But I found one website. Oh, please load. Please don't mess with me. It's called the Rogue Gamer Online Player.jp, right? All right, Japanese. A Japanese website that not only mentions. Super 3D Portal 6, but in the same article mentions Mirror Edge 2D. There you go. As they talk about D makes for different games are out there. What are the odds? Because we don't collaborate on this crap. Also, we don't speak Japanese. Well, I, yeah, I translated the article, obviously. But it it is completely, we picked two completely random independent games. Yeah. And this article from from back in 2008 or 2009 just happens to mention both of these games in the description of what a D-make is, and it goes into incredible depth about uh, 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 what what a D-make is and how it fits with these two games. So I think we did a good job. That's pretty wacky. You know, before we move off this, uh, I want to give a special shout-out to our buddies over at Pixel Gaten Podcast. If it wasn't for them, I don't think I know anything about D-makes, because they talk about them on there all the time. And also, they are celebrating the Brent their 100th episode this month, the month Glad of February. Here. In fact, they've had part one and part two will be coming out uh, just in a few. Uh, it'll be almost the same day that this comes out. So, big shout out, thumbs up to uh, Sanction and Eric and Cody over at the Pixel Gaten uh, podcast, and congratulations on your 100 uh, episodes. Absolutely. Now, with all that said, Brent. We love success. We yes. love to celebrate success. And uh, we love to celebrate successful people doing successful things. And there's yeah. no better uh, example of that than you know what. Bam, it's our buddy Retro Rewind. RetroRewind.ca, the friendly confines of Canada, Brent. Canada? Canada or Canada, depending on where you're from. And if you're looking for some sweet action, in the Commodore uh, arena of computers, then look no further than RetroRewind.ca for all your diagnostic and repair needs for upgrades, uh, including SD solutions. Uh, and if you're looking for uh, Cocoa SD solutions as well, the, the beloved Radio Shack color computer, you can do no better than RetroRewind.ca. If you're one of those people that needs a repair 
you know, I was just talking to my buddy Huck down in Australia, down in New Zealand, and he came across a Coco 3 down there. He's like, man, should I buy this thing? This thing was going for hundreds of bucks. That's because stuff like the old Color Computer 3, some of the more rare C64s, the Amigas, those things ain't cheap anymore, brother. They're, they're fetching a big wad. You don't want to take a chance on those things going south on you. It's time to get those things repaired. It's time to get the caps replaced. There's one man to turn to, and it's Frank. He does it in-house. Folk called it the white glove treatment. I like that because that's how it works. Uh, you've got repairmen in there with literally decades and decades of experience. Taking care of your business, please check out our friend Frank and his staff at RetroRewind.ca. I'll take care of your business. Absolutely. Now, what do we got this week, the Brent? Aaron, to the wheel, we have added... You always forget, don't you? And you have to stall until you find out. A Mitsuyama suggestion. Oh, man. All right. Brent chooses both games. What? Mitsuyama, you freak. You screwed me again. We better not get that one. And for the Retro Rewind, we have the Oryx. Oh, okay. We love the Oryx. We played Doggy on there, didn't we, as I recall. All right, fire that thing up. Look at that. A mighty, mighty spin. And with the new lighting, you can actually see what the wheel says. That's nice. What'd you get? We have Dancing Games. Dancing Games. Suggested by Chris Folds. Christopher Folds, you crazy maniac. You've done it again. So next week, we'll be dancing. We'll be prancing. There won't be no romancing. Because we're playing dancing games. Now, what are the rules of this? Do we have to dance, or does dancing have to be in the game? I think, no, dancing has to be the core element of the game. Okay. And we can't both choose Space Channel 5. Yeah, because we already covered it, so we're boned <laughs> on that one. Hey, listen, just a, co- just a little bit of house cleaning before we go. Uh, we want to thank everyone that participated in Amigathon last Saturday as we record this. There's actually two Saturdays ago now. Amigathon 2023. I'd call it a big success, Brent. Uh, we raised a lot of money for the Children's Miracle Network. If you didn't get a chance to stop in and drop a few bucks on this thing, uh, the, there's still time. You're still good to go. In no. fact, till the end of the year, you can get in on it. We've raised uh, thirty-eight thousand. Uh, we've raised three thousand eight hundred thirty dollars <laughs> for Children's Miracle. Hey, that's a that's a hefty sum. Yep. And so, uh, if you want to kick in a few bucks uh, when you get a chance, feel free to hop in there and give it a whirl. Uh, also, I want to talk about, bam, it's coming up, Brent. It's Boat Fest. It's Boat Fest, everybody. Uh, coming in June 23rd to 25th. Uh, all retro gaming enthusiasts, historians, luminaries will descend. Descend drawn like at the end of, of Highlander. I they're was all going to come down, and they're going to descend on Hurricane West Virginia. I was thinking more like bugs to a zapper. Well, same, same thing. I mean, I, 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 they all get killed. Anyway, it goes. It's going to be great, though. No one's going to be killed at this, except joy hey! will be unleashed. Your joy killing is only going to be killed. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have computers and video games. I mean, some pretty rare, weird stuff. Like Aaron. Like me will be there. Uh, you're going to have uh, some of people you've heard about podcasters like Aaron like me our good buddy the Flaxter will be there we got a lot of people coming in that are in the chat right now it should be like Aaron we got people coming in from Canada we got people coming in from UK we got people coming in from Australia Brent all the way from down under that's that's an incredible incredible it's gonna be awesome we got people coming from Ohio as well well well, you know we got that going for us it should be a lot of fun Uh, so uh please check your calendars Tickets are limited. Oh, gosh. Fire Marshal Limited. The mayor of Hurricane, our hometown, yeah. will be at the event for at least some portion of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have to be, we don't have to be on our best behavior, but we can't break fire code. You know you know what I really like about, just to, if I may for a moment, what I think I like about Boat Fest. You like, you know, we cover a lot of Amiga, me and the me and Boat, right? You yes. like Amiga? There'll be Amiga stuff there. Oh, well. Do you mm-hmm. like... I'll still come. We, we cover some ZX Spectrum, right? Oh, yeah, There'll be right. some ZX Spectrum I'll stuff like there. Yeah. You like Atari stuff? we got some Atari yeah, stuff good. there. we got some Illuminaries from the Atari scene going to be there. Ooh. Wait a minute. Are you a console guy? Oh, yeah. We're going to bring some consoles, some weird consoles. Man, you like four-player Jaguar? We're going to have it. Oh. Do you like arcade stuff? Ah. We do. 
And we cover all kinds of weird crap. This is a big blob of joy. We're not just going to cover one system. This is all the systems, a big ton of them. They're all going to be represented here, including some real rare stuff. So and it's, it's be a held lot of fun. in a pub. It's held in a pub. Enough said. So please, mark your calendar. Boat Fest, June 23rd through 25th. Brent. Yes. Uh, anything going on in the Brent world that you want to talk yes. about? Yes. I will actually be on This Week in Retro. We were recording tomorrow. Uh, uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it. You snuck in the back door on this one, didn't you, Brent? The Brent <laughs> hitting the mainstream. <laughs> Please don't bring, bring your own special brand of joy killing and negativity to that fine show. That's, <laughs> I'm sure Dave after won't allow you to get out of control on the, this week in retro. I think that's all we got, Brent. We'll be back next week for Dancing Games. I'm sort of scared of this one. Uh, until then, dance your way through the week, brother. We'll see you next time. Bye! Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our Vector Style graphics and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlent, 17, Laron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Rong, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Ram, W. Betke, Chris Munch, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Pajaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo NL, The Slow Richard Smith, Norris, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com. <laughs> <laughs>